Welcome to All the Nuggets. Thank you so much for being part of the Nugget crew. I am your host, Miranda Reyes with Miranda Madison Events, and I am so grateful that you are sharing a part of your day with me. Enjoy this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have my dear friend, Abby Cantwell, on the phone and quick story about me and Abby. We were just trying to figure out where we had met each other and we couldn't figure it out. But like looking back, I feel like it had to have been at least a tournament or something. And then from there, you know how when we're younger and we're just like, can so-and-so come over for a play date? And then that's just what it turned into. And we lived on like opposite ends of the earth, but we still hung out all the time and it was so much fun. We did all the birthday parties and all the fun things together. Um, and I honestly cherish you just as a friend always. And just to be able to, I mean, obviously we aren't as close as we were back then, but to still have you in my corner and still have you as a friend and to just, I mean, to be able to chat with you, um, is one of the blessed greatest blessings in life and that's when you know like you have true friends you know what I mean <laughs> so Abby why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself introduce um you know kind of where you went to school because I, I obviously hadn't just said it to anyone and kind of where your journey has taken you after college awesome well thanks for having me on Miranda like she said we've been such close friends for a long time it's one of those people I feel like even when we don't talk for a while, we just pick right back up where we left off. So yeah. It's, been really, it's going to be really fun to chat. Yeah. Especially on your podcast, which Yay. is great. Yay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I played golf, played golf in middle school and really got into it in high school. And um, we had moved from Italy to the U.S. And so I didn't really know people here, and I wasn't going to school yet, and um, golf really was my outlet to my social life mm-hmm. and having people like you made it really fun to mm-hmm. play golf. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly when I realized that I was going to play college golf, but pretty early on I was like, man, you know, I could really use this and get yeah. a scholarship and yeah. um, run with it. Yeah. So I wound up working really hard mm-hmm. <laughs> and devoting a lot of time to it. And I stayed homeschooled through high school, mm-hmm. basically for golf. And as a sophomore, I committed to play golf at Tulane University and signed my NLI. And then probably a pretty pivotal part in my golf journey was I was in a really big car accident my mm-hmm. senior year in high school, mm-hmm. um, which really set me back mm-hmm. golf-wise. Mm-hmm. But I wound up having my biggest one as an amateur. After that, I won an AJGA tournament. I think you were there. I was there, yeah. And I'm that was amazing. I remember just being there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that was kind of a big moment for me. But um, once I got to college, I think golf, somewhere in the middle of my first year, took a backseat to my academics. Mm -hmm. Um, And that made hard to balance golf with school. I was pre-med, but I stuck with it. And I'm so glad that I did because Mm -hmm. I feel like me getting accepted into medical school, like a big part of that was because I played Mm -hmm. a division one sport. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm in medical school and I'm just finishing up my first year and I still, I still play. Yeah. Yeah. I still try and get out there and I still enjoy it. And, um, 
it's been fun to have it switch from being something competitive to something that I do because I enjoy it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then for you, kind of your freshman year, you know, focusing more off the academic side versus the golf side, for was that tough for you or how did you kind of feel like in those moments? It was really hard. Mm-hmm. It was really hard. One of the things that made it difficult was I had, you know, like a lot of people in college, it's really hard to be around your coaches and mm-hmm. that can be a really tough transition for people. And yeah. it was for me. Um, my parents were really supportive. So it was kind of different to feel like I was always defending my play and my sure. behavior. Yeah. Um, and once I switched to pre-med, mm-hmm. my course load was drastically different, mm-hmm. and it was hard because I golf had to step down yeah. a little bit in order for me to take that many credit hours and, yeah. um, you know, be testing on the level that I needed to be in mm-hmm. order to get into med school, but also still keep playing at a level where I didn't lose my scholarship, and those sure. two fought each other a lot yeah. in my freshman year specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I just kind of kept working at it and plugging away and trying to, like, realize that I wasn't going to play maybe at the level I did in high school and college, and mm-hmm. that was okay. Mm-hmm. It just was a new experience, kind sure. of. Sure, And so then... Yeah. um I mean, for you being pre-med through, you know, undergrad, did you always know going into college that you wanted to become a doctor? No. So I really thought that I was going to be on the pro-golf route, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and that that was kind of where life was going to take me, and um, in my freshman year of college, a couple of things happened that kind of switch that um for one it was you know pro golf it's really it's really expensive Mm -hmm. and you know it's a pricey sport and we had a girl come and talk to us about how much money she was spending on pro golf every year she's an ex-tulane alumni and i i just remember i asked her i said what do you think your annual fees are Mm-hmm. One year of LPGA, mm-hmm. she has a hundred thousand dollars. Like, man, for you to pay, yeah. Like, yeah. we we golfers are paying that money, people. Like, that wasn't like the LPGA paying her to be there. Like, I I don't think people understand how expensive it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I really think people don't realize. No. You know, everyone always tells me like, "Oh, what a better office than a golf course." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, but you're paying for the office, They're right?" Paying you, you know. <laughs>
tried to handle it best I could with my coaches. You know, it was kind of hard because my, my class schedule was changing. They noticed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're <clears throat> passionate about something and you work hard at it, it, it'll work out for you. Mm-hmm. I'm like a huge believer in that. Yeah, definitely. And it did, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> yeah, I think, seriously, it, probably is one of those sports that you can go out and play for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months on end and not get paid at all. Whereas granted, I know it's a lot harder to get a contract with the NBA, NFL, anything like that and really be on that roster. But people can be sitting, granted you're still working out and you're still doing all these things, but you're still getting paid. Like literally for how it, works for golf for people that don't know like you can go out there and play all of these rounds of golf you have to pay for your hotel your airfare your food everything and then if you don't make it past so you play four rounds normally if you don't make it past those two rounds you go home and you don't get paid at all you know so it's I mean granted I never played that pro circuit and I knew I didn't want to, but I just couldn't imagine the heartbreak and the defeat and having to continue to just go back to work and keep grinding out because golf is such a mental sport, as you know. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know how people do it or how they no, can I totally do it. Agree with you. you know what I mean? And like, it's amazing to watch. And I have so much respect for my yeah, friends that yeah, are doing it. Yep. Um, like nothing but respect for them mm-hmm. but man it's hard because it's also like one year of trying yep. you know like we said it's all that money and you also lose a year yeah of doing something else yeah. you know yeah so yeah I think that maybe watching some of my older friends yeah. go through it yeah yeah um was a little bit of a deterrent yeah. for me I was like oh I don't know <laughs> I don't know about that <laughs> you know I like to put it in perspective I mean everyone always tells me you know, oh, student loans, medical school, I hear it all the time, and, but my t- tuition, three years of medical school tuition is one year of playing pro golf, right. and that's really crazy to think about, you yeah. know, like, yeah. you hear so much about student debt yeah. with people in healthcare, and basically in one year of playing golf, I could get three years of medical school, so. Right. Yeah, so then when you uh, put apples to apples like that, you're like, oh, I'm going to go do something that I'm passionate and I love. That, I mean, is going to pay you out dividends once you're done, you know? Like, it's... Right. I think if I had the passion, I would have still done it. Sure. But at that point, I kind of... You know, I think... I don't know about you, Miranda, but I feel like it's a very big difference once you start playing in college. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden, it becomes a job for the first time. Yeah. And that's a big... It's a huge adjustment, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you say? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think, um, I mean, as, as in anything in life, if you don't have a passion for it and you don't have a love for it, you hate it and you don't want to go and you're just like, this is horrible and I don't want to be here right now and I don't want to do this right now and la 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 I don't want to go on this trip, you know, but you know, for some people, they loved it the whole entire time, and they wanted to go on these trips, and they want to do all these things, you know, but, 
you know, like I said, like, if you don't love it, you don't love it, and it makes it really hard. I mean, that's with anything, you know. I know a lot of people do not enjoy the jobs that they're currently in, and they're groping and griming, and, you know, I, I can't say the same thing about my job. I work, like, 13-hour days, and I am, like, in heaven the whole entire time. Like, I literally have, like, 12 calls today, but I love it, you know? So it's not one of those things people are always, like, oh my gosh, don't you like get tired of being on the phone and don't you get tired of doing this? I'm like, no, because this is, this is what I do and this is what I love and I'm sure it's the same thing with you and, you know, going to be after a doctor. You know, obviously you have now like the big why, you know, like what you're doing and why you're doing it, putting your, you know, going into med school, um, you know, so all those hours and all that time is worth it. It's going to be worth it in the end, you know. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's like, if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like you're working. No, and that's and when you that's know. So great. Yeah, and that once you can get to that point, and some people go years, like years and years and maybe even decades to find truly what they should have been doing their whole entire life, you know, and, you know, honestly, maybe it's not something that makes a ton of money to begin with, but the money will come, you know, and whether it's making a million dollars or whether it's making you know, a few thousand dollars, like, if you love it, like, figure it out, you know, just do it, you know, because when you chase that money, like, it's not worth it, you know. No, you end up not happy. No, and you see that all the time, you know, lawyers, doctors, people that truly aren't in it for the passion, it's just like, look at, it's, they're in it for the sprint, you know, and you and me, we're in it for the marathon, you know, and we know, like, this this is what we want to do, and this is going to be our journey in life, you know, and maybe right. it's going to switch a little bit. Well, I don't but... think of anyone better in event planning than you. Oh. <laughs> Literally, you I can make all of the bows, yeah. and the, yeah. Miranda used to make the cutest bows oh. for all of our golf tournaments, and just, <laughs> we were so artistic, and oh. I just think, like, you really found your calling. No, and honestly, I didn't find it even until my senior year when, um, they have an events course on campus and it literally is just running, helping to run the events. And I really only ran about three. It was like, maybe four. So it was like a golf tournament. It was a concert and then it was like a fashion show or something. And in those three moments I knew, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I love this. And it just like solidified everything, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I chat with a lot of my college friends sometimes, and they're like, I think it's so cool that you found your pa- passion, and la, 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 But then I also always have sympathy for people that don't yet find theirs, you know? And I keep telling them, it's okay, just keep finding it, and just keep going for whatever it is, because I promise, like, things will work out, you know? I'm, I'm blessed to f- find mine early and so young, and, you know, to be so passionate about it, and to be able to, you know, put my foot down on that pedal, you know, that not a lot of people are able to do, you know, some people have to work to support themselves and to, you know, really maintain their lifestyles, you know, like, I don't have a lot of expenses that people do, um, so yeah, I, it's just, it's just crazy, honestly, and, um, really fun. (laughs) That's what I will say about, um, golf Mm -hmm. that I feel so grateful for Mm -hmm. is golf will open up doors so many yeah and it is honestly underrated mm-hmm. how much the sport can do for you mm-hmm. 
Um, so even if you go on to not play professionally, I can't tell you how often it comes up, even now in my daily life, that I played college golf. Yep. And it feels just like a foot in the door with mm-hmm. so many people because it's like instant respect because people know how hard it is to yeah. do what we did for yeah. four years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They can appreciate it and it'll take you further than you can imagine if you're willing to put the time in, which, um, for people listening that are younger and thinking about playing college golf, it, it will open up those doors for you if you let it, which is what I'm so grateful for. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think really just vocalizing what it is you want to do, where you want to go, having your goals, but then telling people. Because once you tell people your goals – then you have people that are keeping you accountable. You know, then you have people that check in with you and they say, hey, how's this goal going? Or, hey, how is this going for you? How can I help you? You know, and they might have connections to people that could get you an internship that can let you just be a go-getter of coffee, you know, but at least you're in that atmosphere and at least it's something that gets you into that world, you know, so... um and golf is such a social sport, which is something that I love, you know, and it, it teaches you to make friends with the people that you're playing with, even if you don't like them. It's like, yeah, like, I still got to be cordial. I still got to be nice, you know, and by the end of it, maybe they're just quiet people and they seem like they're stuck up or they seem like they weren't the nicest people, but then they end up being the coolest people in the world just because you were stuck with them for five hours. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you're out there for five hours, you might as well enjoy each other's company. I right. totally agree. That was like my favorite part of my golf. The wine too. All the people that I met along the way, and how much fun I would have out there with these people I'd never met before. By the end of the round, you feel like you're like close friends with them, you know? Right. Yeah. No, and even you know when we were playing. Granted, you were in it a lot heavier than I was, but, like, that AJGA circuit of being able to meet people from all over and playing literally the best of the best competition um, was a lot of fun, honestly. I think um, it was a blessing to definitely be a part of that organization in itself. I totally agree. Yeah. They do a really good job. They do a really good job um, just grooming you, you know, to really get ready for the college college world because it is a it is really different um and some people aren't ready for it but um those tournaments were definitely like top of the notch and I'm sure they're even better nowadays honestly <laughs> I'm sure they are yeah I just can't believe how high level those events were right. when you're such a young kid and it really does prepare you I think it prepares you really well to play college golf yeah yeah no definitely so um is there a specific concentration then that you're starting to lean towards? I know obviously you just started med school, but do you kind of have one on your mind already? Yeah, so right now I'm doing research. We do, I'm at the University of Arizona College of Medicine today. Okay. And with our program, we do a four year longitudinal research project, mm-hmm. which basically is something we stay with over time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at uterine ruptures um, at Banner Hospital. So I'm working with Banner to look at basically that consultation that can be really fatal for both the baby and the mom. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking obstetrics right now. That's kind of top of my interest. And um, 
we'll see if that's what I stick with. I change it all the time. But right. right now, that's my front runner. I have to switch it, like, every day. So that's why I'm kind of laughing when you're saying of people, like, not knowing their passions yet. Like, that really resonated with me because I felt such a sense of calling when I found medicine. I was mm-hmm. just like, this this is my passion. Oh, yeah. And now I am in it and there's 1 million options within medicine. Oh yeah. And it's so hard because you can kind of see, kind of see myself in all of them. Uh So trying to figure out now which one of those is my, you know, career passion is, has been kind of interesting and (laughs) a great experience. It's like, it's a lot of fun. Sure. But yeah, so my two passions right now in medicine are OBGYN okay. and women's health in general. Okay. And then um, I'm actually working at an addiction recovery center. Mm. So I work with recovering drug addicts. And um, that's been another huge blessing in my life that, again, kind of like you said, just came from putting out there what I wanted. Yep. And um, their patient population, I want to work with the undisturbed. Mm-hmm. And I felt really connected to them and um so yeah so that's been kind of my two really big passions in med school wow no that's cool though so I mean gosh my whole array of side of the family is all in medicine and uh, I was that I feel like not black sheep but just not obviously going into that med field um was okay um but they're all obviously concentrated in all their different things. And I guess I probably should chat with them more about how it all works. But once you do choose a concentration and like a path, if you want to call it that, are you able to like bounce around a different ones? Or is it like once you're in it, you're in it? Or how does that kind of work? So it is a really, comp- that's a really complicated and good question. Yeah. Um, but basically, you don't pick your specialty until the end of your four years in medicine. Okay, okay. Because medicine is a really vast field. Yeah. And different fields require different things out of you as a medical student. Mm-hmm. So there's even, you know, your test scores and your research will determine if you're able to even match into certain things. Oh. But then there is some leeway once you're in specialties you can move around a little but it's similar things so for example I couldn't go from OBGYN I couldn't switch from that to like some sort of surgical specialty but uh, if I think OBGYN I could do just obstetrics or just gynecology Mm -hmm. or just have a private practice or just work in hospital or that kind of thing okay so you have options but medicine's a really customizable field which is what I love about it I love the idea that I can a different level of involvement depending on different ages I am mm-hmm. uh, but once within the one you kind of have to choose which field you want to be in and then there's a lot of room for movement within that field it's hard to move switch fields if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well that's crazy though like because you don't really like unless you're obviously in that world then you don't really know you know you just see like oh pediatrician or oh you know surgeon or whatever it is you know but huh it's really interesting so then like the surgery field I mean I'm sure is even more like complex when they do go into surgery do they really only have like one specific person that does that one thing because it's their specialty or how does that work then 
so surgical specialties that's kind of its own beast also because right. you can my thing is it's so funny because everyone's always telling me like the same things with medicine like you'll yeah. get a lot of these comments of like well you know it takes a long time to become a doctor and it's like well yes I do actually I'm right. for this. <laughs> um, you know I always ignored those comments and I thought man I'm so sick of people telling me it takes a long time to do something I, I know right. but now I am kind of feeling that they're right, it does take a long time. So the thing about surgery is that it's like a five or six year residency on top of what we've already done. Mm-hmm. And I just am a little less intrigued mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and lifestyle is pretty rough mm-hmm. with surgery. So it has to be something where, kind of like we were saying earlier, you know, like that is really your huge drive in medicine. Mm-hmm. Like, that procedural, like, technical element of medicine, Mm -hmm. but what I found I really love is I love talking to patients, and I love that human interaction, Mm -hmm. and um, what I think is so special about medicine is that you get a moment to have a really deep connection with someone, Mm -hmm. and that is every day in your job, and I see that even now just at the drug recovery center, when someone comes in, I can, in a 20-minute conversation, I can have a huge impact on them we can have like a really good connection with each other because they're at a vulnerable place when they come to you sure, sure. so um because i'm more like enamored with that side of medicine i would say i'm less intrigued by the surgical specialties right now okay i got you um that's just kind of where, where i'm at with it right, right i'm sure you kind of feel that also with event planning right like you're, if you're part of someone's wedding or something, you get to be part of such a special moment for them. Mm-hmm. You immediately get a really good interaction, mm-hmm. and that's special. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because I actually, when I first started, um, actually close to, I think I just had my two-year anniversary, I was very, like, I do not want to do weddings. I don't want to do them. And <laughs> as you know, time went on, and I chatted with a bunch of planners here in town who I'm very, very grateful for, because I honestly probably couldn't have gotten my start without them. Um, I just saw how the auntie and the mom and the groom's mom and the cousin and all the bridesmaids, it's normally the women, really, that are coming up to you or coming up to the planner, and they're like, thank you so much. This is such a beautiful wedding. It couldn't have happened without you. Thank you. And those words and that interaction and even to like be in contact, be texting and calling and FaceTime calls and all these meetings for, you know, sometimes a year, a full year, um, you just, you gain like a friend at the end of all these events, you know? And so, you know, when it comes time to have the first look with dad or have the first look between bride and groom or do the ceremony or have all the speeches, like I'm crying with everybody because, you know, it's such an emotional connection. And, you know, how could you not, you know, if I know, I know some planner like keep it together, but I mean, I'm real and I'm, you see me like I'm bawling my eyes out. Like, it's just so sad, (laughs) but happy, you know, happy tears, of course. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny how, you know, like life kind of maneuvers you. And of course, like, I truly still call myself an all events planner because 
I can do that and I love to do, you know, all of that. Um, but, you know, I, I um, love weddings and I love those intimate moments and I love, I mean, just everything in events. Corporate side, you know, you don't get as much of that just because, you know, it's just, okay, here's the budget get it done, you know, and everyone's kind of drinking and partying, as with weddings, you know, but you don't really ever have that moment of, like, that one person or a bunch of people coming up to you and saying, like, thank you so much, and not, not that I'm saying, like, that's what I want, you know, that's what I expect, but it's just the icing on top of the cake. will keep you in it. Going longer, yeah. and will stop your burnout longer. Oh, yeah, that yeah. It is, I think, so special, and yeah. there's tips or tricks or advice would you kind of have for people who 
are wanting to go and play college golf, you know, say they are sophomores, juniors, even freshmen, I mean, or even in middle school, and they are really thinking like, hey, I think I really want to do this for college. Like, what kind of advice would you give them? My biggest advice would be take advantage of your connections. Um, I always say this to people, and especially women, women are scared sometimes to lean in Mm -hmm. and use everyone that you know to try and get yourself there. They want to help you, and it's never going to hurt you to be rejected, Mm -hmm. but you've at least tried. And so that would be my biggest advice. I wholeheartedly believe in that when I was in high school I was calling coaches all the time and calling mm-hmm. everyone I knew connected to any school mm-hmm. to try and get my foot in the door mm-hmm. um and try and differentiate myself and then when I was in high school when in college and applying to medical school you know people ask me all the time like how to get in mm-hmm. and I'm like everyone knows a doctor yep like you have a doctor call them yep. ask them for help yeah and um that would be my number one advice would just be take advantage of that and use your resources to your advantage and don't be shy to put yourself out there and tell someone why you're great, why they'd be missing out by not having you. Mm -hmm. So then I think people's fear is just, you know, going out. And I mean, I already know you and your personality and I, feel like me and you are in the same boat and just how we would make lists literally of phone numbers and cross them off if uh-huh. we called them and like literally go through all that but just the fact of like being able to do that I mean how do you encourage people to do it you know say if they're super scared to even like get on the phone and like try to talk to people or you know have that confidence um what would you kind of give advice wise towards that that's a great question um, I would say, that's a really good question. I would say, first of all, figure out what makes you unique and what you're trying to sell them. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, because uh, really, like, trying to get a college scholarship is, like, your first job search. Right. Is what I would say. Yeah. And so figuring out what you're really going to add to a team, like, you're a team player, you can work hard, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and emphasizing that to yourself and practicing how you're going to pitch yourself. My Mm -hmm. dad and I used to practice all the time where he would ask me questions and Mm -hmm. just grill me and I would, you know, try (laughs) and defend myself and push myself and no one ever asked me questions that difficult. Right, right. Good practice. And so practicing those kind of scenarios would be a big one. Mm. And then also when you're reaching out, you know, everyone loves to talk about themselves, yep. and everyone loves to hear how great they are. Yep. And so I always lead with that in my emails, you sure. know, even now, I do it all the time. So when I'm trying to find research, I will reach out and be like, I've read all these research articles you did, and I am so impressed, and this is the kind of physician I want to be in. Mm-hmm. This is why I can help you, because I have these great qualities, and mm-hmm. I find that that formatting really works great. Like. Mm-hmm this is why you're so impressive and this is why I'm reaching out for help and this is how I can help you. Yep, yep. It's when you can bring value to the other person that is a lot more attractive versus being a, I'm just going to say it, snake oil salesman and saying, like, 
I'm the best and you need me and this is why. She's like, no, like, you gotta, like, work it a little bit. Like, you can't just, like, all of a sudden just, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's just, like, subtly, humbly, um, politely, you know, and I... I really do like that advice of, because that's honestly, like, exactly what I did, and you have to do it, because, yeah, like, when you say, this is me, this is me, this is me, they're gonna be like, F this kid, you know, like, right. yeah, you yeah, know. no one wants that, No. it's so funny how many people I know, you know, one thing that's been really sad to see is people being forced to take gap years because they can't get into medical school, and I have a couple friends that just keep taking gap years, and they can't get in, yeah, and when people call me and tell me this, I always say the same thing. I'm like, who do you know? Yep. Is it okay? Have you reached out to them? Yep. No. Okay, why have you not reached out to them? Right. Because you know, what's worse, getting rejected or, I mean, I get rejected all the time. Yeah. My positions, I get rejected all 24-7. I've yep. emails that took me an hour to craft and I never hear back. Yep. And like, that's okay, but at least that one person that answers you is your foot in the door mm-hmm. and you it and it's huge. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, very subtly, like, but down the line, it's going to be one of those things that you will remember who didn't call you back or who kind of brushed you off or who totally. didn't give you that opportunity. You, I know you remember because I remember. And when you do thrive and you can go back and, you know, say you get, or you're getting all these awards for your medical practice and your medical research. And you have those people up on the podium with you that had given you that shot. And those other people are in the crowd and they're like, Oh man, that could have been me. I could have given her that shot, but I didn't, you know, you know, you know, they're going to remember you as well, you know? So I think it just comes full circle and, you know, obviously me and you are very young, but we're such like hustlers in this industry that we know what it takes to get to that next level in whatever we're doing, literally, that I feel like how we are, like if anyone ever came to us and they were like, can we just have, can we just go out for coffee or can we go out for lunch or can we have 30 minutes over the phone to just chat about how you got there and give me advice I know like we both say yes in a heartbeat because we know how hard it is and why wouldn't we you know share our experience and share our journey with these people because it's hard but it took a lot of work but I mean to be able to now be at that point where we can help people um and kind of be that mentor is like a really cool feeling yeah it is a great feeling and that's exactly like I feel the exact same way. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, with one of my mentors, I just, and one day said, like, how could I ever thank you for what you've done for me? And mm-hmm. he said, you can thank me, right? When someone comes to yep. you, they need help, you can help them. Yeah. And I think there's, like, such a beautiful message to that mm-hmm. um, in that we can pay that forward because we know how much people have helped us along the way. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And just being a kind human being, always. Like, you don't know what anyone's going through. You don't know what people are doing offline. You don't know what their story is. And to just truly always lead with your heart and lead with, like, being a kind human being is going to take you exponential places in this world, honestly, and open so many doors for you. And it's just so exciting. Like, I just, I don't know. Life is so crazy, and I get so excited, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. 
<laughs> it is so cool. Huh? That really is. It's true. I feel like if you're leading with kindness and positivity, like you can't, you can't go wrong. No. You know. Yeah, yeah, and just staying focused is the biggest thing, you know, because there's so many deterrents and, I mean, so many naysayers, you know, that will want to deter you and get you off your horse real quick, and it's like, nope, I'm doing this, so bye, like. <laughs> yeah, you just keep pushing, and, yeah, yeah I, always, I don't know, people will say so many things to you that are kind of like, man, what possessed you to, like, say that? put down my dream, right, you know? right. It's like, I think that's probably someone put their dream along, mm-hmm. right? And they believed it, and now they want to do the same for others. Yep. Misery loves company, people. <laughs> yeah, there's no... There's no room for that. You if you just keep going yep. and keep trekking, and you'll, you'll get there, you know? Yep, yep. Just keep, just keep moving. Just keep swimming, like Dory says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, how can... We, the listeners, me personally, like, how can we help you? Okay, so how can you help me? I would say, um, one, if you are an OBGYN and you are interested in having someone follow you around, let me know. Okay. Um, but my other big thing, I think, keep an eye out. Maybe I'll, like, send Brand or something and put it in the info on yeah. my social media and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I love to run. Okay. And I ran a marathon this January. I know. I Congrats. Thanks, girl. <laughs> and I want to run another one and raise money mm. for a recovered addict that uh, I've worked with. So okay. someone who stayed clean. And um, so keep an eye out for that in the future, and I'll send you the details. Okay. No, I love that for sure. Um, but, yeah, if you – so do you currently have, like, a – certain run or like a website or something to link up for that or are you still working on that not yet so it's something to keep an eye out okay. i'm like trying to recover from a knee injury oh yeah I do it yeah yeah but just to put it out there because it's something i want to start doing um i see so many of these people where they get themselves clean and they get themselves in a place where they're ready to move forward but they have maybe felonies on their record or um they've lost jobs because of their addiction and they just can't get themselves started again. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be able to give someone the gift of being able to start over. No, yeah, I love that for sure. Yeah, so that's kind of my goal right yeah. now. Yeah, well, once that's all up and going, um, I'd love to have you back on for sure. And you can literally just talk just about that. And then we can definitely push that out for you. Um but I'll definitely link up your social media um, with this podcast once it goes out. I'll definitely tag you in it um, and the link and everything so you can, you know, share that out and definitely let people know, like, this is my story and this is me. And um, that's the thing with social. It's like, yeah, you see all the pictures and videos, but, um, you know, this podcast is like a bit of me here in, you know, 42 minutes for you, you know, so if people are ever like, so what? what is Abby's journey? You know, just be like, uh-huh. here you go. <laughs> here it is. This is me. <laughs> like, it's so cool that you're doing it, Miranda, and I love listening to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so, like, honored that you have me on. Yay. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of people, and they're everywhere, you know, but still those naysayers are like, well, you should, you should really get, like, professional equipment, and you should really be in a sound booth, and you should do this, and you should do that. And I tell them, my podcast is a reflection of my life, and it is 
always on the go, always in my car, always driving somewhere. And so now I'm not going to spend another eight hours out of my day to sit in a sound booth when I can literally do podcasts in a coffee shop where I'm meeting it convenient for someone that may be up in North Scottsdale. So we're going to meet in South Scottsdale or we're going to meet anyway. So why not just record it straight up, you know, while we're, you know, going. Um, And yeah, I, it, I mean, honestly frustrates me when people say that, but that's just when you got to tunnel vision things out and you're just like, well, then don't listen. Like, that's okay. (laughs) I feel like that's what's so great about podcasts is that they're so genuine about them. Yeah. 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 that's, those are the ones that I listen to the most, or the yeah. ones where I feel like you're just listening to someone's story or listening to someone's experience. You can yeah. relate to it or see yourself sure. in it. And, and it's um, not, I mean, I literally could take a picture of, like, what I'm looking at right now. Like, there's no script. There's no nothing right in front of me. Like, it's literally on the fly, which makes it a lot more genuine you know like I'm not asking the same questions to you guys each and every time I'm having a bunch of different guests on this show which is um you know really fun to me but like I said in the beginning it's I think the most fun to even just like catch up with all my friends (laughs) so it's an excuse for that definitely but um yeah. And you have so many cool people, too, to talk yeah. to, which is what makes it so fun, fun to listen to your podcast. Yeah, cool no. Cool to hear all these people's stories. Yeah, no, definitely. But I um appreciate you, and I miss you, and I love you always. And once all this is over, um, we'll definitely have to get together. But um, if there's anything in the meantime that you may need, you know, you can always reach out to me. Um, but, yeah, I am so glad to have chatted with you for the last hour now and um I look forward to the next time that you come on and if there's any ever any other time that you're just like hey can I pop on for a moment or hey can we chat about this I really want to just get this message out um the answer is always yes so oh, um, <laughs> well, I miss you and I can't wait to see you again soon okay well I will chat with you later and stay safe and happy and healthy and um I'll talk to you soon Okay, bye Thank you guys again for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Miranda Madison Events. If this podcast has brought you any sort of value or you've learned something possibly from a previous bride or a vendor that you're just wanting to pass on and someone just needs to hear, please share it on with them. Um, I am really excited for this podcast and I am wanting the world to hear it so however I can help you guys however I can bring you more value um perhaps there's another topic that you may want to hear just let me know thank you guys bye